This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. How do you believe so many Americans believe that your administration is not doing enough to combat inflation? And do you believe that you and your administration bear some measure of responsibility for the inflation that we're seeing across the country? First is we're in power. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Yeah, yeah. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Um, well, you know, it, let's talk about the president for a few minutes. Well, we, we call him the president, but you know. Do you think that guy's really running the show? <laughs> I and we, we've had we've you know I, I first heard this debate come up on on Red Eye our overnight show when I was driving in this morning, and uh, then Chris and I were talking about it earlier in the, in the day in the morning. That Biden is so bad at this point, right? He's so stinking bad at this point. You you can't. It's really hard to tell when he says something obnoxious uh, if it's an, a true gaffe in that he really doesn't mean to say something, but he's feeble, and so he says it, or if he's actually just speaking the truth and doesn't realize he's speaking the truth, or to, to whom he's speaking the truth to, right? Did I just say to whom, to? Yeah. Uh, because at one point he's, he's getting asked questions. He's talking about the economy yesterday. I, I slept through it. I, I just couldn't. Do it. So I, uh, I looked at the, uh, the, the, you know, the highlights and stuff and somewhat inflation. First off, nothing is his fault. None of his policies are to blame for, for the price of anything. Okay. We're, we're at a 40 year high. Well, we were last month at a 40 year high in inflation. It's down just a smidge this, uh, this month. But the cost of gas, the cost of goods, it's, it's, it's not, has nothing to do with his policies because his policies are working. Did you know that? Um, and it's basically the reason the economy sucks right now is because of Vladimir Putin and uh, and the pandemic. It's the same old line. That's why there really was no point to watching it yesterday because you're just hearing the same crap over and over and over again. It's not my fault. It's your fault. And he was speaking to reporters afterward. I, I heard the guys on Red Eye talking about this, that he kind of mumbles his way through a response to something. I don't remember what the original question was, but he essentially says that inflation is our greatest strength. And Chris and I were trying to figure out, well, was that something he heard at a meeting behind the scenes, you know what I mean? Because like, everybody sort of knows, I think at this point, that the liberals really do like inflation. They 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 like the economy tanking. They they because well every time there's a Democrat president, what happens? The economy sucks. For the most part, this crowd really loves the economy sucking because they're trying to force us all into, you know, this new green technology, which is decades away from being standardized, in my opinion, and. Uh, 
Well, if you look at the new Green Deal, if you can get through it, it's mostly about controlling people. That's it. So, you know, the economy tanks, they, they want everybody down at the same level of pot- poverty and mediocrity, basically. Because you stupid rubes, you hateful rubes, you're not nuanced, you're not educated. You need us to think for you. I mean, that's really what they are, or that's really what's in their mind. So we can't figure out if he w- thought he was talking to a bunch of Democrats when he said inflation is our greatest strength, and he just forgot where he was. Or if he was just being feeble and stumbling over his words. It's really hard to tell. Because he's getting worse. And that led us to to wonder, and we talked about this earlier in the show, you know, you wonder behind if behind the scenes they actually lie to him quite a bit for the very reason that they don't want him accidentally telling people the truth in front of a camera. You know what I mean? Because we're going to take over your lives, no joke. Listen, listen, man, we have to cheat the election, or how else are we going to win? You know, he's going to drop something like that, you know, one day. Well, I mean, he keeps perpetuating lies anyway. So yeah, he's so full of crap. Well, yeah. Repeating what's told to him. Exactly. Well, he himself has always been a liar. His entire adult life, he's been a stinking liar. And a scumbag. Now he's a stinking liar, a scumbag, with you know, some kind of mental decline in place. And I bet they, I bet they were, I bet they, they really, they lose years off the ass end of their lives every time he gets in front of a live camera. You know, they do all the people behind the scenes. That's why Jen's quitting. I can't take it. She can't take it. And she's, she's, it's aging her. Have you seen her face on high def lately? This gig has aged her about 10 years. Her red hair dye is tripled in her budget yeah it's just not looking right it's not looking even red anymore looks like highlighter pink or something it's the the gig is eight peter Ducey personally has aged her you know it's like it's like peter Ducey is eating her life force you know and he gets younger and she gets older so uh if you're if you're a fan of the president for whatever bizarre reasons uh first off you know, lay off the booze. Uh, secondly, uh, yeah, it's it's the economy's not his fault or his policies. It's all Vlad. It's all Putin and the pandemic. Putin and the, it's the Putin and the pandemic, champ. No joke. So uh, there's uh, some of your political news uh, for the day. We also have a, uh, a a piece of legislation in the Senate which would essentially make Roe v. Wade or this idea of federal control over abortion, in other words, federal law or federal dicta- uh, dictating uh, how you perform uh, perform abortions in any given state, would make it, uh, you know, federalize it. It's never going to pass, obviously. The Democrats don't have the vote. Chuck Schumer's out there claiming that this is some kind of threat, you know. Well, you know, I just want to get everybody on the record. As, how, as far as how they support Roe v. Wade or don't support Roe v. Wade. And I keep saying, man, that's going to bite you on the ass, because you know what? Your vote's going to be recorded, too. People supporting Roe v. Wade, we're going to know exactly who they are, Chuck. Chucky, wucky, wucky, wucky. Uh, so that's uh, that's coming up. Uh, and also, let's talk about this when we get back. The Spurs apparently are staying in San Antonio. There's a letter going around from the owner of the Spurs. He says a lot of Mexican things. 
about how much he loves freaking San Antonio. He loves San Antonio. Oh, God, he just loves San Antonio so much. The Spurs are never leaving San Antonio. So I want to give some thoughts on that when we get back. 210-599-5555. What else? Oh, yeah, we got to make fun of James Cromwell a little later on. James Cromwell is an actor that's not very relevant anymore. He's in his early 80s. I guess he was in that stinking Talking Pig movie, which I've never seen. James Cromwell, being an old stanky hippie, uh, he super glued his hand to a counter at a Starbucks in, 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 in New York City as a form of protest against the fact that Starbucks, one of the most liberal corporations on the planet, apparently charges just a couple of quarters more uh, for non-dairy milk, so for, for vegan milk. So if you want... You know, you want non-dairy cream in your stinking $8 chai. They charge you a little bit more for that. And he says that's evil and greedy and wrong, and it kills animals. So very obviously, the way to handle this was to uh, glue his hand to the counter. And the glue is probably made of horses. The glue is probably made of horses, dolphins, you know... Dodo birds, you know, I mean, it, it, and the, the glue he, think about it, that's funny. The glue he, his old hippie ass used to glue his hand to the counter is probably filled with all kinds of animal products. A couple of blue whales, some, some harp seals. James, did you, did you check the ingredients on the glue, man? Is it gorilla glue? 210 San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'll be in for Trey one more day. Tomorrow's Thursday, right? It's all becoming a blur to me. Trey's taking some time off, so I've been doing the 550 KTSA morning news as well as wearing Rima. He'll be back on Friday. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. So Peter Holt, who is the owner of the Spurs, puts out a uh, a letter. Because there's been all this talk, right, that they're going to leave San Antonio or, right, play some games in Mexico. I don't know. Yeah. I just sneezed. It's very unprofessional. Uh, so uh, so he put this letter out there. And a lot of people are, are reposting on Facebook. Jack Riccardi uh, posted it. I posted it. Dear San Antonio, it sounds like something out of a Hallmark movie, you know what I mean? Dear San Antonio, I love you. I love this city, a big city with a casual small-town feel and a great basketball team. I want to reassure you that the Spurs are in San Antonio to stay. I love the Char Readers. Chris looked it up. What does it mean, like rodeo or something, or something, circus or rodeo, rodeo or circus or something? I thought it was some kind of cinnamon stick. Huh? I never said circus. Well, you said rodeo. I love the Cheritos. The big green trees and watching my four children play at the splash pad at Yanaguana. I love eating the best chicken in the world at Pollos Asados Los Norteños. And the tone has kind of changed. Can you... Combine those? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see. Yes, we do have the best tacos, parentheses. 
parentheses O. I was raised in San Antonio, and this city has helped me define the foundation of the Spurs. The Spurs are as much a part of San Antonio as San Antonio was a part of the Spurs. I was 12 years old when we won our first championship in 1999. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. He says, my children love to pull the tail of the coyote. I guess you could say, my children love to pull the tail of the cajote. The same way I did as a child. Uh, so he goes on and uh, he really just mentions a whole bunch of local stuff in the letter and, and the Spurs aren't going anywhere and that's great. Who cares? Well, I, you know, I, I, I just, I, I'm one of those guys that got turned off by pop, pop, you know, in his politics. Combined with all the great players leaving, and Chris, you said earlier in the day that we don't really have any big superstar players on the team who really, really love San Antonio, right? San, it, we, I haven't watched it in so long uh, that I, I, I was we. St- I, I got turned off by the by Pop going off in the politics because I'm not. A, I, I was never a basketball fan until I met my wife. And she was a lifelong Spurs fan. She was born and raised in San Antonio, so I started watching the Spurs. It became interesting to me. We, you know, we'd go to a few games every now and again, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it really was. I enjoyed watching the game, and I enjoyed watching Tim Duncan play, and I enjoyed watching Ginobili, especially Ginobili. And these dudes loved freaking San Antonio, man. And they all left and retired. And all you got now is all you got is you're left with a bunch of dudes you don't even really know, and and Pop basically telling you that if you voted for Trump, you're a disgusting, horrible, racist human being. And yes, he he has the right to voice his opinions. He has the same constitutional right that I or you have. But voicing your opinions in the public square does not allow you to be shielded from people's reactions. And I just, what pissed me off about Pop is not so much that I disagreed with his politics, which obviously I do, is that he was such a snot when it came to being asked questions about basketball. Like, he just put out by it, or he can't believe how stupid you are for asking that question. He'd give these really, you know, insipid one-word answers to stuff. Odd that people would want to ask a basketball coach about basketball, right? But when he wants to run his mouth about his freaking nonsensical politics, boy, he loves having those microphones there then, doesn't he? He loves them microphones. He loves the press. And I, I believe he's a very intelligent man, but his he sounds like a moron when he starts talking about politics. He just does. And honestly, it affected my ability to watch the Spurs because I'm like, that guy hates me. That old fart right there hates my stinking guts. Or he would hate my stinking guts if he knew who I voted for. And it was a turnoff. And my wife, you know what? Same thing with her. She was turned off by it. And we turned off the Spurs. And just cause and effect. That's, you know, the the pesky thing about freedom is that supposedly everybody has it, right? You know, so if you have the freedom to voice your opinions 
I have the freedom to turn your damn basketball game off or not buy the tickets and not buy the $18 uh, Pepsis and beers and $9 hot dogs. Supporting the Chinese government. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, I'm not. I got to take a break. Uh, 210-599-5555. Yeah. Newstalk 550 KTSM. Sean, hi. How are you? You know, we spent some time talking about Bono yesterday because they, they went to Ukraine. He and The Edge went to Ukraine, right? And they did a little concert, and that was cool. And uh, it was to show the, their support for the Ukrainian people. I thought that was really cool. But Bono's in the news again. See, he always, Chris, he just always starts showing up too much. You go without Bono for a long time, and then all of a sudden, Bono, 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 Bono. And he's got a, Don Morgan was reporting on this. He's got a memoir that's coming out. Bono's got a memoir. It's coming out in November. It's called Surrender. Farty songs, one story. It's the worst Irish accent. I almost sounded like that Ticket Taco guy on Jack. The worst <laughs> Irish accent I've ever heard in my life, and I just did it. And that's the, the see, I love you too. It's, I'm a big fan of the band, but that's the, the you always run that risk with Bono. That you, it's either feast or famine, right? You either got no Bono or you got too much Bono. And talking about Bono two days in a row, that's too damn much Bono, man. I got to want to read his, his his memoir. I wonder if it's actually going to be written in the accent, you know. You either have Bono or Bono. Right. What he said. Or Bono. I'm just saying I'm already Bonoed out now, you know. I mean, it's just two days in a row. I had to talk about Bono, and it's like, you know, Bonus too, Bono. Much, too much Bono. And I love Bono, but it's too much Bono. While you're at it, give the dog a Bono, too. Um, give a no-Bono show. Well, he made the news, and you were reporting on it, because he's going to have a memoir coming out. It's an interesting It's, it's an called interesting Save take. Your Lucky Charms. I'm kidding. What? <laughs> it's, it's an interesting take on it, though. I mean, it's like 40 chapters. Right. And each chapter is named after a song he's written. He's written 40 songs, uh, he says. Yeah. And it, well, and it starts at the first one mm-hmm. and goes right up to the... His current work. It might be interesting. I could see that being interesting because I've always been a big fan of his writing. I think he's a fantastic writer. Right. I'm anxious to, to read what type of a storyteller he is. Yeah. Um, is this the first time he's written like something book length of right. this nature? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm a little bonoed out. It seems like he could never just have just have one bono story. It's got to be six or seven. There's too much bono. Remember that really. Remember the crappy poem he, he sent to Pelosi a few week, a couple of months ago or a month ago or whenever the hell? He sent some crappy... Remember that, Chris? He sent some poem about Ukraine to Nancy Pelosi, and she read it on the floor of the... Uh, of the, of the how, I wanted to scoop my eyes out with a spoon. Did she even know who the man is? You know, I just... I got a poem emailed to me from this Bono guy. I love this song, I Got You, Babe, that he did. That's right. He was with Cher, you know. (laughs) Then he hooked up with this band called Ut. And and I love Ut. (laughs) Don't we all love Ut and Bono? 
<laughs> and they sent me this poem. You know, so anyway, there's my Bono news. Also, we had a guy in South Carolina. Now, talk about karma. This guy, his name's Joseph McKinnon. It was. He's 60 years of age. Mm-hmm. He strangled his living girlfriend, Patricia Dent. He killed her. He murdered her. She was 65 years of, old, of age. He drags the body out to bury his large property. He drags the body out to bury it. He digs the hole. He puts her in there. He's a, he's covering it up, and he drops dead of a massive heart attack. Well, there you go. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished, I guess. Isn't that perfect, man? Yeah. Not really. Well, I mean, the poor they, woman's well, dead. She's dead, but still, man. What, like, what was his last thought? Like, oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what you get. That's what you get, buddy. Yeah. A little strenuous out there. And then um, the other story that's really cool is the guy, was it in California, the guy who, or Florida, the guy who landed the plane, landed who didn't know how plane. to fly a plane? He's in a Cessna. The pilot right. had some type of medical issue. So he gets on the radio and says, I get a, I don't know how to land this plane. And they said, where are you? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> I heard the audio. I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere on Did the Did you go. miss the part about me not knowing how to fly a plane? <laughs> I'm in the sky, you idiot. <laughs> it's blue. <laughs> up. I'm <Yeah>. up. up. <laughs> I'm up. <laughs> Way up. <laughs> Keep looking up. But they got. They successfully instructed him how to land the plane, right? Yeah, the uh, the air traffic controller just so happens was a flight trainer, right? And was able to talk the man into how to how to land the plane. <sighs> no problem, nailed it. You know when that guy when that plane finally stopped moving, <laughs> what was I wonder what was that guy, in that guy's mind with the first thing he said like, oh, all that Jesus, thank you Jesus. He's like, I'm never getting on a plane ever again. I'm never getting on an airplane like, again. Last time, they're really way up there, aren't they? I had the same experience. I, flying never, that doesn't bother me anymore, but flying never bothered me. Uh, and I know I've told this story a thousand times. Chris is probably bored of hearing it, but I, 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 flying never bothered me until I jumped out of one, until I jumped out of an airplane. Right. Back in the late 80s, in the late 90s, I did a tandem jump. Mm-hmm. And I would say for the next 10 years, flying just always made me nervous because right. once you're outside of a plane plummeting through the sky, Changes your perspective. <laughs> Just a smidge. Was it because there was a strange man with his privates pressed against your back as you came flying through the air at two miles above? No, I was not okay. thinking about him at all. I was just thinking about <laughs> not dying. <laughs> well, my thought was, I'm risking my life on a bag of nylon and an Austrian who's had right. three beers already Yeah, because he was an Austrian. Mm-hmm. Did he ask you if you brought the parachute after you jumped? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You brought the parachute, did you not? Did you not bring the parachute? You sounded like Where a, is the parachute? He's, he's Austrian, so he sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He sounded like something like a bad guy in a James Bond movie. And I jumped out of a freaking airplane with this guy over the beaches of Rehoboth, Rehoboth Beach, two and a half miles up, mm-hmm. scared the crap out of me. We land, because you don't, you know, in the James Bond movies where it looks like you're flying? Right. You're not flying, you're falling. Right. You fall. It, mm-hmm. When you jump out of an airplane, you you fall quite rapidly. It doesn't feel graceful at all. Does no, it? you're oh. falling, and and when I finally we finally got on the ground, I'm like, I am never doing that again. I was going to do that one time. Um, my ex-wife had bought tickets for us. Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> like, you're you're going first as she hauls back her foot to kick me in the back. No, I you know, we were getting ready to go. 
<laughs> and I was, you know, my father was in the 82nd Airborne. Right. So he was always telling me, look, you know, the, the first time you jump, it's a little frightening. But it wasn't too frightening for him because his first jump was back in 63 or whatever. Right. He pulls out a Polaroid land camera, and he's taking pictures <laughs> on his way down. Polaroid that's, land that's camera. That's my dad, right? Right. So I'm like, well, I'll do it. No problem. So we go over, and we get we get to go into the plane. It was like this little Cessna-type airplane. Right. And I look, and <laughs> on the floor of the plane, all along where the, where the floor meets the wall, there was like this duct tape. <laughs> oh, God. That's <laughs> like, scary. I'm not getting on this thing. Come back with a different plane, and maybe I'll right. get on it. See, I, w- I went up in a plane like that, too. Yeah, it's a was... tiny-ass little plane. Yeah. And I was actually more afraid of being in the airplane than jumping out. Right. Because I knew if I jumped out, I had a chance. Well, then I started to think about it. Maybe they do that on purpose. So you'll get so out of the damn get, plane. You want, you want to get out of the plane. Because flying yeah. that plane up in the air scared the crap out of me. Right. All right. 210 So congratulations to the dude who successfully landed that damn plane. That's pretty awesome. You know, he's got some gray hairs. I have to go back and find the audio, though. That's funny. Where are you? I don't know. I don't know. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean. Hi, this is Bill Rohde from the late 80s to 1991. I was at KTSA, and I want to wish them a very happy anniversary and keep on going. Yeah, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Sean, hi. One more day of just me, and then uh, Trey will be back on Friday. And everything will go back to normal. Or whatever we consider to be normal. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. If there's anything you'd like to discuss that has tumbled out of my, or been tumbling out of my mouth since, uh, since 5 a.m., give us a little ring, give us a little ring. And in fact, here's Richard. Richard, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What's going on with you? Hey, I'm still breathing, so it's a good day. Rock on. <laughs> That's a good, uh, good hey, philosophy. Uh, just a couple of things, uh, on that, uh, pro-life, pro-choice thing. I'm a middle-of-the-roader, and the only problem with that is, you know, if you stay in the middle of the road too long, you get run over from both yeah. sides. <laughs> That's true. And on the on the Spurs deal, uh, I lived down in Houston during the Love You Blue days, you know, with Bum Phillips as the coach and Bud Adams as the owner. And uh, we were all into it, you know. I, I actually have a blue felt cowboy hat. Wow. Blue. Now, who wears that except at an Oilers game? Yeah. And now, now you know where the Oilers are now, Sean. Uh, Nashville. <laughs> They're in Nashville. Uh huh. Doing that country music thing. <laughs> I did not know that. I don't follow basketball that much, that closely. I appreciate the call, Richard. I I, I don't you know. I I watched the Spurs for a few years. I really enjoyed it. Cause my wife was really into it, and she got me into it. I'm a baseball guy. I like boring ass baseball. But then I, you know, after the, 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 some of the bigger players started retiring and then Pop started going off in his politics, frankly, and I'm just being honest with you. I just got sick. I was like, I'm not going to watch this anymore. I'm not, I'm not interested. Lost all interest. And so did my wife, lifelong Spurs fan. And, you know, we haven't watched a game in a few years. And, you know, one of the contributing factors was, in fact, Popovich going off in his politics. Doesn't mean he doesn't have the right to do it. 
If the if his employers are fine with it, that's cool. But it was just a real turnoff for me. Um, now, had he been espousing politics that were more in line with mine, would I have had such an issue with it? I'd probably not. <laughs> just being honest. But it 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 was it was tough to listen to. First off, I had to cover it, so every time he spoke about politics, we we end up talking about it on the radio, and. He he really his politics aren't very smart. There's not a maybe it's because I have my head in the, in the news every single stinking day that you know Pop had some pretty standard liberal ideas or philosophies that in and of themselves don't make any sense. Like he buys into that whole thing that white people are inherently racist just because they're white. Uh, and all that happy crap, and and hated Trump with a with a passion, and uh, just it, you know it was it was annoying and obnoxious, and I lost interest in in watching the Spurs, so I don't really care if they stay or they don't. <laughs> so there, so there. How does that make you feel, Pop? I got a bottle of Barefoot with your name on it. I know you like the Barefoot, don't you? So, you know, there we go. That's my, there's my deep analysis of why I don't watch the Spurs anymore. Pop got all my nerves. There you go. Well, it's just because I was speaking the truth, and Sean is secretly a Nazi, and he hates transgendered people, and he wants to kill people with his eyes. He has laser beams that come out of his eyes, and he wants to kill people with his eye laser beams. Didn't he say at one point that Trump wanted to kill people with his eyes? Because that makes sense. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes, uh, if you want to check out, uh, another hour of this incredible show I'm doing today. <laughs> Again, tomorrow will be, uh, just, uh, uh, another long day with me, and then Trey's back on Friday. And, uh, everything goes back to normal, normal before the weekend. He's just taking a few days off to get some stuff done around the house. And then, uh, and then he'll be back on Friday. And that's going to do it for me. It's Sean uh, on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Thanks to Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Uh, I'll see you on the 550 KTSA Morning News. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.